Magandang umaga, maing buntag. You know, sa John 16.33, you don't have to go there, but Jesus told us that in this world, we will have tribulations. Meaning, magkakaroon tayo ng maraming suffering. Sino pa ba sa inyo ang hindi naka-experience ng suffering? Meron ba? Pero may tanong ako. Ang tanong ko, of all the sufferings na dinaanan nyo, what do you think was the kind that was most hurtful? Meron ka ba maisip na suffering na hindi mo gusto? Alam mo, when I was reading um, the introduction of the book of Job in a Bible version called The Message, yung author niya, si Pastor Eugene Peterson, a Canadian to, sabi niya, the most painful suffering is the one that is undeserved. Yung bang feeling mo, nag-suffer ka na maski wala kang ginagawang masama, ginawa mo lahat ng tama, you have been faithful to the Lord, you have been obedient to His command, tapos nag-suffer ka pa. According to Pastor Peterson, this was the kind of suffering na dinaanan ni Job. Uh, naka-experience na ba kayo ng undeserved suffering? Okay, talagang yes ka agad. Yes, yes. <laughs> classmate, talagang yes na yes, no, no? Okay? With conviction. <laughs> Hindi ko na papadescribe sa'yo because I think, uh, I think sa testimony kanina na sabi na yon, di ba? Job was described to be a blameless man and upright. He was God-fearing who turned away from evil. Do you know how his suffering started? Paano nagsimula yon? You know, it started by just an innocent question from the Lord kay Satan. Sa tuwa ni God kay Job, sabi niya kay Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? Diba? God was so proud of Job na pinagmayabang niya si Job kay Satan. Kayo ba gusto niyong ipagmayabang kay ni God? Sa harapan ni Satan? <laughs> Pinagmayabang pa kay Satan pa, no? And, and, and tapos, while, while they were discussing, si Job was innocently and peacefully minding his own business. Yung negosyo na binigay ni God sa kanya. He was overseeing the field ng wheat na tinanim niya. He was taking care of the many livestock he had. And he was enjoying, enjoying the many children his wife bore to him. Being righteous, sabi pa ng, ng libro ng Job, he would often sacrifice to God for his children. Sabi niya, to pay for whatever sin they may have committed while they parted at night. Look at how Satan answered si God in Job chapter 1 verse 10. Nung tinanong ni God, have you considered my, my servant Job? Sabi ni Satan sa verse 10, Have you not made a hedge about him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. So sabi ni Satan, Oh, nakita ko yan eh. Pero hindi ko magalaw kasi protektahan mo eh. And we know that in the story, Satan was able to oppress Job when God gave him permission. And even yung ginawa ni Job, ni Satan against Job, was limited to what God allowed him. Look at verse 12. Sabi dyan, Then the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has in your is in your power. Only do not put forth your hand on him. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. No question. 
did Job deserve his suffering? Definitely hindi, no? Kung kayo si Job, how would you feel? And what would you do? Kung kayo si Job, meron, you've been obedient, pagkatas nag-suffer ka in that way, alam mo, para sa akin, masakit yung nawala lahat ng livestock and lahat ng tanim mo in a day. Pero I believe, ang mas masakit is to lose all your children. You know, I remember a time when malilit pa yung mga bata, Pichi and the children stayed in Manila for an extended period of time. I think mga six months. And so I was here alone, living in a big house and attending to the farm in Similia. Every time I go home, you know, it was very lonely. In fact, one day, sabi ko sa sarili ko, I asked myself, Dong, gagawin mo ba ginagawa mo kung wala kang pamilya o wala sila? When I don't know if Pichi remembers that, but when Pichi came home, sabi ko sa kanya, alam mo ba, kung wala kayo, I will live in a small one-bedroom apartment and work enough just to sustain myself. If God will still allow me to minister for Him, I will do that in that small room. Kasi bakit ka pa magtatrabaho kung wala ka rin namang uh, pagsisilbihan o pagpapasahan? And I believe, yun ang sabi ni, ng Mrs. ni Job sa kanya. Ano ba sabi ni, ng Mrs. ni Job sa kanya? In Job 2 verse 9, sabi dyan, no? Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die. So parang sinasabi ng asawa ni Job, Since you have nothing to live for, just curse God and die. Nung sinabi yun ng misis niya, look at how Job answered in verse 10. Sabi ni Job, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God and not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. Alam mo, I, di, I really do not know how he was able to bear his loss. Or even, paano niya nasabi yung sinabi niya. Pero, if you, if you listen to what he was saying, parang sinasabi ni Job, if you are ready to accept blessings that you do not deserve, di ba? How can we not accept sufferings na undeserved? mo, do you deserve the blessings that you receive? Many times you do not. Pero nagagalit tayo when we experience undeserved suffering. Pero pag may undeserved blessing, okay lang tayo. Okay, hindi tayo nagre-reklamo. Bet mo naman ako blinesto, hindi ko naman dineserve yan, di ba? Pero pag, pag, pag suffering na, pero meron akong tanong. Why would God allow us to go through this type of suffering? Alam mo, especially undeserved suffering. If God is good, di ba dapat good lang ang ipinapa-experience niya sa atin? Let me repeat my question, ha? If God is good, why will He allow us to go through any suffering, undeserved or deserved? You know, when I was thinking about this question, Ang sagot ko, God allows us to go through suffering because God is good. Weird ba? According to the Hebrew language, adversity means something hurtful, which makes you miserable and distressed. Minsan, sinasabi, ginagamit yung adversity to explain great pain. Kanina, sabi ko sa inyo, the reason why God allows us to experience adversities or suffering 
because He is good. I am learning that God allows us to experience two types of suffering. A suffering that we deserve and a suffering that we do not deserve. The suffering that we do not deserve comes from us consequences of our sins. On the other hand, the suffering that we do not deserve comes to prepare us for something good. However, whether we are tormented by the consequences of our sin or going through undeserved suffering, I have learned that both of them happen because God is good. You know, sa Exodus chapter 23, verse 7, you don't have to go there, but sabi niya, He will not leave the guilty unpunished. Alam natin yun, di ba? Bakit? Why does He not leave the guilty unpunished? If God is loving, bakit hindi na lang niya tayo payagan mag-sin once in a while? Di ba minsan masarap yun? Magpakatotoo, man lang pa minsan-minsan na you sin. Why doesn't God tolerate that? Bakit niya tayo pinapunish whenever we sin? Can you turn your Bibles to Psalm 119 verses 71 to 72? Sabi dyan, It is good for me that I was afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Can you imagine, sabi niya, it is good for me that I was afflicted. Affliction in Hebrew is the word awen. It means to be troubled, to go through misfortune or suffering. Sometimes it is also used to describe punishment. So I'm realizing that God uses affliction to force us to walk the right path. What do I mean? Kasi pag pinayagan niya yung malit mong kasalanan, sabi, ay pwede pala. So He will now allow us to go through the consequences of our sin to protect us para lang tayo ibalik. In fact, in verses 67 and 68 ng Psalm 119, sabi dyan, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. Can you imagine, sabi niya, sabi ko sa inyo, the reason why God allows you to suffer, both deserve and undeserved, because He is good. Sabi niya dito, He allowed us to go through suffering to bring us back kasi napariwara tayo. Alam mo, when I was younger, meron akong kaibigan who was very naughty. He prided himself in being able to get away with uh, with many foolish things. He likes having relationship with teenage girls. Maski magkasing edad kami. I, I remember I was around 28. Ang gusto niya, 16 years old, 15 years old. Kasi feeling niya, gigulo siya. One day I asked God, Why would you tolerate him? Di ba, bakit pinapabayaan mo lang yung kasalanan niya? And bakit ikaw malupit ka sa akin? Kasi when I would do something foolish, maski maliit lang, I noticed that God would punish me immediately. When finally the sin of my friend caught up with him, I felt sorry that God did not correct him earlier. Kasi gumulubuhay niya eh. Grabe yung pinagdaanan niya. When that happened, I realized that God was very good to me. 
because he would always correct me as early as possible para hindi lumaki yung kasalanan ko. Para din hindi malaki yung consequences ng sin ko. This is what verse 75 of Psalm 119 is telling us. Sabi dyan, I know, O Lord, that your judgment are righteous, that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. So you suffer because God wants to correct you para hindi malaki ang consequences of our sin. So God will use affliction to show us na faithful siya sa lahat ng sinabi niya. Sinasabi niya sa atin, if you do this, I will do this. He was always be faithful to what He tells us. Pero as I explained to you in the past, I have learned that it is not God who will punish you or punish us. Instead, ang gagawin ni God when we commit a sin is He will remove the hedge that He has put around us. Who will punish you? The one who will punish you is the world that you obeyed. So, tinanggal niya. So, who will punish you? Si Satan and the world. Okay? He allows the world to punish you. The world that you obey will now punish you because He removed the hedge around you. Ako, whenever I sin, I always pray, Lord, Ikaw na lang magpanis sa akin because God is merciful and Satan is not. Kanina, sabi ko sa inyo that God also allows undeserved suffering because He is about to do something good. What do I mean? Recently, I finished reading the book of Esther. Nabasa niyo the book of Esther? Do you wonder bakit siya kasama sa Bible? Esther is a unique book na hindi minention si God. There was even no intervention or miracle that happened. Yet, despite of that, the scholars decided to include Esther in the modern Bible. Ang tinanggal, as I studied a little, ang tinanggal, the book of Enoch. The book of Enoch used to be part of the Old Testament. The Bible that we have is actually canonized by the church in the year 300. Na 300. So, tinanggal nila ang Book of Enoch, linagay nila ang Book of Esther, pati Book of Songs of Solomon. Have you read the Book of Songs of Solomon? Ano tungkol saan siya? Do you know it's about sex between the king and his wife? Hindi naman concubine, a wife naman. No? Pero, when I was asking, after for a while, I was like, ba't kasama to doon? And I'm learning they are there for a good reason. Now, what's the good reason about Esther? As I told you kanina, the book of Esther did not show us any miracle or a time when God directly intervened in the lives of the Jews in Persia. Instead, I feel it shows us how we should respond when we experience undeserved suffering. The existence of all the Jews living within the Persian Empire was threatened by a man named Haman. He was the right-hand man of the king of King Xerxes because he was greatly offended when Mordecai did not bow down to him. Kilala niyo si King Xerxes? Siya yung kalaban ng Spartan sa the 300. Okay, he, this is the Xerxes na anak ni Darius. So hindi ko alam kung totoo na he was a god king pero ang asawa niya si Esther. Marami rin siyang asawa. Pati si Queen Vasti. 
Si Mordecai naman, Mordecai was a good man. He was considered one of the leader of the Jews who stayed behind in Persia. Nakabalik na sila, bumalik na sila kasi dapat yan, si Cyrus, si Darius, si Xerxes, okay, nakabalik na yung Jews to rebuild the temple. Okay? Pero may naiwan sa Persia. Si Mordecai was the uncle of Esther. Si Esther became orphan because namatay yung magulang niya when she was young. Mordecai raised Esther like his own daughter. So Mordecai was a good man. At in fact, at one point, he exposed an evil plot to assassinate the king. And he did not ask for any reward. Tumahimik lang siya. So he was just a good man. On the other hand, si Haman, as the right hand of the king of Persia, required everyone to bow down when he walks by, to pay homage. But si Mordecai did not, did not bow down. Look at how offended a Haman was. Go to Esther. We'll read chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. When Haman saw that Mordecai neither bowed down nor paid homage to him, Haman was filled with rage. But he disdained to lay hand on Mordecai alone, for they had told him who the people of Mordecai were. Therefore Haman sought to destroy all the Jews, the people of Mordecai, who were throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus. Ginawa niya, he made up a story about the Jews before the king. And he recommended na patayin lahat to exterminate everybody. Because naman, the king did not know any better kasi pinagkatiwalaan niya si Haman, he agreed. And then he signed a letter and sealed it with his ring. If you were Mordecai, how would you feel? Ang in, in addition to your hurt, ngayon, pwede pa mag-suffer lahat ng Jews because of you. Now, how would you feel? Okay lang ikaw mag-isa, di ba? Ngayon, lahat ng tao mo pwedeng mamatay because of you. So, ang ginawa ni Mordecai, pumunta siya kay Esther. By this time, Esther was already queen. And he and Mordecai told Esther about the decree that the king signed. Pero si Esther did not act immediately because she was afraid for her life. Kasi noon, no one can go to the king unless the person is summoned, even the queen. So let us learn from the conversation ni Mordecai and Esther in chapter 4, verses 13 to 17. Let's learn from here. Sabi ng verse 13, Then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, Do not imagine that you are in the king's palace can escape any more than all Jews. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place and you and your father's house will perish. And who knows, whether you had not attained royalty for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go assemble all the Jews who are found in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days. 
night and day. I and my maiden also will fast in the same way. And thus I will go to the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and did just as Esther had commanded. Kung kayo si Mordecai, anong, anong gagawin nyo? How will you respond? Normally, ulitin ko ha, when you are suffering unjustly, how do you respond? Magreklamo. Ano pa? What do you do? Merong gustong pumatay sa iyo. What will you do? Unahan mo. <laughs> unahan mo. Tama naman 'yon, 'di ba? Ano pa? Mamatay, unahan mo na lang. Makasabay man lang sa iyo, 'di ba? Sama-sama na lang tayo. Ano pa? What do you do? Or find justice. You find a way to change your situation, di ba? Or protect yourself. Pero, si Esther and Mordecai, how did they respond? They asked people to fast. What did they expect would happen after their fasting? Deliverance, deliverance di ba? Anong deliverance? Ano inimagine mo? Deliverance, ano inimagine mo? Sana mamatay si Haman, no? Para lang, one day, mamatay lang. No question. Pag namatay si Haman, will it change their situation? No. The decree was already there. It was signed already by the king. You know, oftentimes when we fast, akala natin we fast to gain God's favor. That God will change the situation. Kaya, kaya, kaya hindi pa nag-change yung situation nyo kasi hindi kayo marunong mag-fast. Tinan nyo, tataba natin. Correct. <laughs> 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 Di ba, Aximilia, hindi marunong mag-fast. Kaya hindi nag-change yung situation natin eh. Pero ganun ang karamihan ng tao. Karamihan ng tao, when they fast, they are hoping that God will change the situation. Was that the reason why Esther and Mordecai fasted? Was that why we should fast? Alam mo, ito natutunan ko sa fasting. Akala ng maraming tao, when you fast, God will change your situation and you will invite God's mercy. Did God change the situation when they fasted? Wala naman, di ba? Ako, I'm realizing when you fast, you do not fast for God to change your situation. Instead, for you to understand His will or wa- how He wants you to respond. Because yun ang nangyari kay Esther. Si Esther, when they fasted, the only thing God, for, God did for Esther was hindi siya pinatay nung king nung humarap siya sa king. Yun lang yung miracle doon. Nung humarap siya, hindi siya pinatay. And then the king asked, What do you want for yourself? What did she ask? Have dinner with me. Kung kayo ang king, matutuwa kayo? Di ba hindi humingi ng maski ano? Gusto lang niya kasama ako. Ang bait naman ni... You understand what she did? She just showed kindness to the king. Kung ikaw si king, kung ikaw si king sir, matutuwa ka? Yung misis mo, all she wanted was to have dinner with you. After they have dinner, the king said, okay, now ask what you want. What did she ask? What did she ask? To have dinner again. Kung ikaw si king, matutuwa ka? Ako na, tinatagkaon. O, di ba? Hindi, pero special. Gusto lang niya makipag-din. Tapos sinama pa si Haman. Hindi tuwa ni Haman, di ba? He felt special, di ba? The king felt love. Haman felt special. Oh, kasi, 
Ako, alam mo, one of the person who has influenced me in the way I do business is my good friend si Arnold Tumalon. The reason why he has influenced me greatly, because grabe yun kabait. Okay? Mabait yun sa mga tao, maski wala siyang kailangan sa kanila. Mabait siya. Maski may kailangan siya, mabait siya. Maski yung taong visit siya, mabait pa rin siya. He's just a very nice person. And then I saw how people would respond to him. Si Arnold would not ask a lot of favor. But when he asked favor, grabe rin ang balik sa kanya. I believe, yun yung ginawa ni Esther sa king. And I believe, yun yung sabi ni God sa kanya during fasting. Be nice to the king and show sincerity. So she used kindness to melt the heart of the king. And when she finally asked her for his favor, the king could not resist. When we are treated unfairly, how would you respond? Often, we complain about the situation. And then we even ask God, Why are you allowing this? Sabi ni Mordecai kay Esther, Who knows whether you have attained your position for such a time such as this. Ano siya sabi niya? Inalaw ni God. Na-stress ka. Andiyan ka sa position na yan. Because God placed you there for a reason. For such a time such as this. You know, if you are confused, go ahead and fast. But do not fast to ask God to change your situation. Bakit? It's highly probable, siya naglagay sa'yo dyan. Hindi siya hindi ka matututo, linagay ka ni God dyan. So if you fast, do not ask God to change your circumstances. Instead, ask God, what do you want me to do in my situation? Kasi He placed you there for a good reason. Ang tanong, why did Esther, di ba, para si Esther, stress na mamatay tao niya. What, what should she have done? Di ba dapat she just had rushed to, to the king? Bahala na Lord. Pa, kung if I, I, I have a favor, rushing to the king, sabihin ko yung gusto ko. Pwede rin naman yun, di ba? Nawala ng dinner-dinner, di ba? But you know what I've realized? God's a practical God. He will not force people to His will. And is that also a genie who will, who, who will give you what you want? Meron siyang tamang paraan. So he asked Esther to be kind to the king. To do what is right. So that people so that people will know that God is good. Pag inunahan nyo yung kaaway nyo, okay, what will people say? Di ba ganyan pala yung God nyo? Patay na. Di ba? Patay na. So God... He's a nice God and He wants us to be a representation of His kindness. What do you think would happen if Esther forced her position on the king? Alam mo, feeling ko, baka na-experience niya yung nangyari kay Queen Vasti. Tinanggal ng king yon, Kasi, forceful. Ayaw makinig sa king. When Esther finally made her appeal, the king listened to her and hung Haman. But how about Mordecai and the Jews? What happened to them? Can you turn your Bibles to Esther chapter 10, which is a very short chapter? 
Sabi ng verse 1, Now King Ahasuerus laid a tribute on the land and on the coastland of the sea. And all the accomplishments of his account, authorities and strength, and the full account of greatness of Mordecai, to which the king advanced him, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the king of Media and Persia? For Mordecai the Jew was second only to King Ahasuerus, and great among the Jews, and in favor of his many kinsmen one who sought the good of, of his people and one who spoke for the welfare of his, of his whole nation. Interesting, no? During the time of Nebuchadnezzar, si Daniel was second in command. And four kings came after, hanggang si Cyrus, Daniel was second in command. And ngayon, kay Sirsis, Mordecai was second in command. Mordecai and the Jews experienced undeserved suffering. Did God allow them to be afflicted unfairly? No. God allowed them to go through what they went through because He was preparing them for a greater purpose. He allowed them to be persecuted unjustly because He was about to differentiate them. So, tanong ko ulit, have you ever experienced undeserved suffering? Have you ever been persecuted unjustly? First, ask yourself, am I suffering because of the consequence of my sin? If not, if not, take heart because God is allowing you to suffer necessarily. Labo, no? God's not allowing you to experience undeserved suffering. He's allowing you to suffer necessarily. When you suffer because of the consequences of your sin, it is necessary to correct you. When you suffer, you, when you feel undeserved, you are suffering necessarily because God's preparing you for something great. So I realize there's no such thing as undeserved suffering. All our suffering are necessary. We suffer because God wants us to turn away from sin. And we suffer because He is preparing us for a blessing. So ako, I hope that you will reconsider how you view your suffering and respond properly. Kasi in both ways, God's allowing you to suffer because He is good. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, maraming salamat for just giving us the opportunity to honor You and bring You glory. I thank You, Father, na as you share your mind with us, that we may respond to you properly. That we, as we suffer, Lord, you allow us to suffer necessarily because you are good. I pray, Father, that we will be able to see everything from your perspective, from your eyes, so that we can act accordingly. We thank you, Lord, for your kindness. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.